Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bankroll Burners, the podcast for poker players who can't stop getting it in bad. I'm Mike. And I'm Josh. And we are here, as always, to bring you some recently played poker hands, to go through them and dissect them and learn how we could have played them better. And, of course, we always could have. We always could have. We have an exciting week ahead of us because Josh is taking a trip down to Jacksonville to play with the the fishies here in Florida, myself included. Uh, so that should generate some some entertaining content to be sure. Uh, maybe we can get on the best bet live stream together. And, uh, yeah, and remind me again what's the what's the buy-in structure like for the two two five game at Best Bet Jacksonville? Is it seven fifty for two five or two two? The two five. The two five game is a eight hundred dollar cap. That's pretty big. I was thinking about playing two five because you know the two two I think is a three hundred dollar cap, which is you know it is still a little a little shallow. I'd like to play a little bit bigger, but we'll see. Yeah, I'd like absolutely. to donate my money to some of the some of the higher stakes regs. Yeah, higher I stakes. The, I say as we talk about yeah, two yeah. five. True high stakes two five. Yeah, there. I've heard that the two five games in at Best Bet Jacksonville are fairly reg infested. I only played. 2-5 there once. Other than that, I've only played 2-5 at Best Bet at Orange Park. Um, and the games are definitely not reg-infested at Orange Park. Uh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but the cap there is $500, which is just, like, kind of brutal. Um, right. Especially for my sort of strategy where I like to do a lot of 3-betting. Which... Yeah. You know, I considered playing some 2-5 at Encore over the last couple weeks, but the 1-3 games have just been so good. Like, even when, you know, if you look at, like, the little ring and the poke, like, the tracker that the in the tablet that, like the dealers use you can see whether mm -hmm. people are have a card or not which is kind of a good gauge for whether someone's like a reg and even when like every single person is reggy the games are like very good and most of the regs are not good yeah um, so it's just a yeah. matter it's more a matter whereas two five i know plays um quite a lot tighter most of the time and actually has a lot of like more solid players so you know when playing one three it's more a matter of finding the um bad like aggro slash loose regs than finding the bad like total nets <laughs> absolutely so. all right well anyway I'll, I'll kick us off here we're gonna break our normal tradition here at bankroll burners where we always like to do blind react hands where the other person has not seen the hand before we're gonna break that rule just this once uh because i have a hand from a live from the best bet live stream which i played on for the first time this week that i thought was very interesting and josh has seen this hand so you know, do with that what you will. But I think this was a pretty fun hand. So I'll go ahead and get into it. Yeah, um, and, it, you know, it's not necessarily breaking the rule because we have uh, done hands that we've played against each other, which, of course, we're not blind, so. That's true as well. So, so ha! Ha! We've but, never broken the rules, or we've always broken the rules. Um, okay, so this is a, this 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 live stream is pretty fun. It was a 2-2 live stream, and the table was very chatty, active. Everyone wanted to straddle. The straddle was on pretty much the entire time I was on the table. Uh, there were some blind raises to double, because they don't allow double straddling. So we had some blind raises, even some double blind raises up to $20, which was pretty fun. Um, but uh, this hand was just a regular old straddled pot. Um, and I'm actually in the straddle of this hand, and I was 380 effective, so pretty short. That The buy-in cap to this stream was 500, and um, I think I would lost like a couple of smaller pots. So so they let you buy in deeper to the stream than they do to the normal 2-2 game? They do, which is part of the reason I want to play in the stream more. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, that's that's great. That's much, that is much nicer than um, than being sort of stuck at 300. It's yeah, weird that they don't just have a $500 cap throughout. 
I think uh, it's because recreational players are often intimidated by larger stacks. That's just sort of my take. So maybe they don't like to see people at the table with bigger stacks and people will play more if people are short. That would be my guess. Um, at any rate, so I'm in the straddle's hand. Uh, the first to act player, so under the gun or under the gun plus one, depending on how you look at it, uh, limps. And the hijack limps. And it folds all the way back to me in the straddle, and I'm sitting there with king five offsuit, uh, which I choose to check my option. How and what are the suits that? of those, just for a reference? Um, we had a... It was, I believe, the five of spades, and, I mean, and the king of hearts. Yeah. Set in the usual order. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... I'm pretty sure that that was what it was. I didn't actually happen to jot that down. I guess I could check the stream, but um, so, um, so I don't raise just going hand. three ways here in a limped, albeit straddled pot. Yeah, I mean, I can't see an argument for like raising this hand if we think that our, vil our opponents are just really bad uh, and just like really tight and nitty and will fold. Um, I did kind of pick up on that later on in the stream that people were like limp folding a lot, so I did start making some uh, speculative raises. Uh, yeah, I, but... still, I still think this is too too speculative. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, I, I wasn't, I did not consider raising this at the time. So I did just just uh, check it. And it's worth um, noting that if you're going to consider, I've heard that you know if you're going to continue consider speculative raises with like King X, King Six is the best candidate because you can occasionally cooler um, aces on straight boards. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, you know, uh, if you had King-6 offsuit, I'd be like, get after it. Get after it. No, so we're sitting here in this limp pot, and the flop comes out uh, 10 of hearts, 5 of clubs, 3 of diamonds. 10 of hearts, 5 of clubs, 3 of diamonds. So we've got middle pair here. Yep, we got middle pair three ways. And... What, what my typical strategy in limp pots that I've developed over the last few months is if I flop middle pair or better, I will just bet. Uh, unless the board is like highly connected or something. But if it's a fairly disconnected board, then I will usually bet middle pair or or better for value and protection. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I, I see the point. There's definitely plenty of protection to be had. You can get called super light on flops and limp pots. Like people will call you with all sorts of high card junk. Especially on a board like this, where people can easily just have like random over cards that they feel like calling you with. But you know, at the same time, when you're playing multi-way, like, and people's ranges are so so wide, I'm I don't know that like middle pair is ahead of those ranges necessarily. Um, it's just hard to tell, and it's so villa dependent. So mm -hmm. I I usually wind up checking my middle pairs personally, but um, that's not to say I like I don't really know the straddle theory straddle theory or limp well theory. yeah i mean look i'm sure there's not really a, any kind of I, I don't know that there'd be any wisdom to be gained from like a solver or something looking right. at these multi-way limbed pots probably there wouldn't but, uh but you know i i do think generally speaking um check calling in limbed pots uh is fine but i do i, I guess my experience with betting these middle pairs is it, it tends to go okay because you do clean up a lot of random equity that could just beat you on later streets. You, you do consolidate your equity a bit and you will just get called by absolute trash hands because people don't believe you in limp pots because they're like, ah, this guy's not going to use you know, limp pots. So, sure. I mean, 
you will occasionally value own yourself, but that's why it's nice to do this on the flop, not on the turn. You know, because uh, the um, you can make a real, pretty small bet. Yeah, and of course, equity denial a lot more relevant on the flop for sure because people will, you know, people will float you wide versus there's, you know, they have a lot less equity if they just have like a random overcard um, on future on like the turn. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think I, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I could see rationale for a check here, though. I, you're saying you would check this spot. I would probably check this spot. Would you check call? I mean, I'd check call if it was heads up. Yeah. I, if it I goes guess. like bet call you just fold. yeah yeah because i think you're just behind so often there oh for sure yeah yeah okay well anyway uh the under the gun limper calls so how much did you bet 10 bucks i bet 10 10. yep um and under the gun limper calls and the hijack folds yep okay and this player was a pretty splashy aggressive player uh so not I wouldn't call them like a lag, certainly not, but they were fairly splashy. Makes sense, on especially on a stream you'd expect people. Even though it sounds like this is not a stream that you necessarily need to be invited to, but still probably people wanna look cool for the viewers. Yeah, that's right. If people on, on the stream you just put your name on a list, but definitely, you know, some, some Yeah, I believe I saw you raise nine six offsuit at one point. Absolutely. Well we gotta raise big lick on stream. Uh but, okay. Uh, we got floated by Ace High on the flop, and he got there on the river. So classic. Ah, river rat. Exactly. So um, anyway. Uh, okay. So heads up to a turn. Yep. And the turn is a bank five of diamonds, so we make trips. Nice. And it does add a diamond draw here. It does. And I mean some random straight draws, um, but that would require. Oh no, it doesn't add any straight draws. It just maintains the existing ones. Hador. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you you cannot add a straight draw by pairing the board every turn. <laughs> Good poker theory. Yeah. Um, so the board is now 10 of hearts, 5 of clubs, 3 of diamonds, 5 of diamonds. And action is, of course, on me again. And we have a very strong hand. Uh, I think a bet is mandatory here. Yeah, I think when we bet and just get called on the flop. I mean, it is kind of interesting. Like, if you went by ranges, you would expect the caller to have more fives than the better. But... You know, it's a limped pot, so it kind of goes out the window a bit. But that's, you yeah. know, so I, I'm happy to bet here for sure. I mean, we got called on the flop, and we can just turn up the turn up the heat here. Right. I mean, look, if he has a five, you know, odds are it's a worse five. So, yeah, and um, we're going to get it in. Well, I just mean, you know, then we then the argument would be to check raise, not to, like, check call or for pocket. I, I see, yeah. Like that. No, it's true. I mean, you do think in a single raise pot, typically the middle card pairing is going to be checked a lot right. uh, by the, the previous streets aggressor. But... um. I think in a limp pot, it's interesting. Like, what is his range here? I mean, he doesn't. There's no flush draws on the flop. I mean, he could just have random high cards. You know, in which case, he's probably not going to bet. Right, uh, and those. we're not going to get called no matter what size we use. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, he, you know, he can have some tens, which certainly will call any size bet probably. Um, he can obviously have a worse five, which would should raise. There are not a ton of draws available. There's like six, seven of diamonds, um, six, four of diamonds, deuce, four of diamonds, ace, four of diamonds, ace, deuce of diamonds. I, I think they're mostly like gut shot on the flop, you know, that would, that if, if we're talking about draws that are going to call, like it's going to be gut shots on the flop that then pick up a flush draw to go along right. with it. And tens, yeah. Probably I mean, won't call like a normal gut shot. 
really any size bet on the turn. Usually they don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I do think a bet is reasonable. I think a large bet is in order because I do think this is a pretty polarized spot. Like, I think you might, we might check some 10x here, especially sort of our weaker 10x is probably doing a fair amount of checking on this card. Mm. So, you, large bet, are you thinking like pot or like near pot or like over bet? I probably mean, can we like, over bet because it's a limped pot and no one cares about pot size? That's kind of my question is like, could we go get really greedy here and bet like 40 or 50? I mean, we, we probably could, but, you know, if we think his range is a lot of draws, like, some of those draws might, like, fold to over bets, which is not what we want. Um, sure. So, you know, maybe we just bet sort of near pot, because, I mean, you know, we bet 30 bucks, he's definitely going to call with some kind of diamond draw, any sort of, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm pretty happy to go close to pot, but I don't know that, I mean... You know, we probably could overbet because, like, we have a really strong hand and it's a limped pot, so it's probably fine. Yeah, I, I guess, like, I wonder, like, as an exploit, if we could just be like, we know that people don't really look at the pot size, and so, like, betting $40, they're not going to be like, oh my god, that's a huge bet. They're just going to be like, well, it's a $40 bet. I mean, I do think draws-wise, I guess I was saying, like, I don't think there's that many draws. Like, I think the draw has to have been, like, a gut shot or open-ender on the flop that then picks up. Right. diamonds so I, I don't actually think he has that many draws like i think mostly we're targeting a 10 or a worse five right um in which case i feel like we could just bet like 40 he's not gonna fold a 10 if we bet 40 dollars. yeah so maybe but, yeah i could be i could be convinced i mean i would fold a 10 if someone bet 40 dollars here but um yeah well would i i don't know it depends on the 10 I yeah guess. like 10 8 you'd probably fold oh sure yeah um but uh I don't know. I didn't think of it in the moment. In the moment, I just bet 25, but I think I should have bet more. Yeah, I think that, that's an interesting idea. Um, I just, you know, limp pots are so fun. You know, they're like, you throw all the theory out the window and you just try to be as play like very exploitatively. But, um, but anyway, he ends up uh, doing some work for us by raising to 75. Okay. Um, that is nice. So, you know, he's doing the over, he's, he's like, we're building this pot right up. Exactly. So at this point, my thought is, you know, he's either got, uh, I mean, he's could be full of shit, first of all. Like, he could just be, this could be like a, he has like a very crappy 10 and he wants to see where he's at type of thing. Maybe. I feel like he probably, I, if you think he's full of shit, I think it's more that he like really has nothing, you know, like, mm. or like he has two random high cards and he wants to blow you off your hand or something like that. I, I don't feel I feel like people don't make this play with like a ten particularly often. No, you're right, you're right. I think that's true. So, you know, he could have some random high cards. He could have like a combo draw like we talked about, or he can have obviously a five, which is more likely to be a worse five than a better five. Yeah. Only one better five. Yeah. Um So I mean if he's just trying to blow me off the pot, most of the time he, he probably isn't gonna be going for it on the river. So I think we, we need to just sort of not really take those hands into account and just think how we want to play against the combo draws and the worst fives. And I think we just want to put more money in. I, I, I think bet three betting here makes more sense than just calling. Right. I think if we call, we might, you know, yeah, if we call, I do think he's going to shut down when he misses a lot on the river. Also true. Um, so I do like three betting here. Yes. All, all that to say, you know, we're, we're, we're almost always good here. Our hand is, I mean, it's not really vulnerable, but, you know, we 
we're out of position, so we want to sort of keep keep the betting lead and you know be able to sort of make decisions on the river. Yeah, absolutely. And the question here, and I, I thought about this a lot on this for a little too long in the stream. I think I tanked a little too long, but I was trying to figure out like what kind of size to use because the stack sizes are so awkward. Um, you know, I can't. I I felt at the moment I knew that I couldn't just jam because it would be a pretty large overbet. It would be around one and a half x pot, right? Because if we if we called this bet, then there'd be like one eighty in the pot, and we'd have like two ninety behind, so we'd be jamming for just over one point five x pot. Yeah. So I wasn't really thinking to jam. What I what I did end up doing was kind of like almost min clicking it. I made it one sixty five. Yeah, um, and I it's it's kind of interesting. I kind of just like jamming here. Like I don't know. I think. Like one point a one point five x pot over bet like on its own would seem a little suspect, but like when the pot size when the stack sizes are so small that like that's a jam, I feel like it's a little bit more reasonable to just be like, mm -hmm. well, no other three bet size really like makes a ton of sense, or else I'll have to click it back and just kind of let him continue with, you know, all the non complete air hands that he has. Um, right. I mean, if we know that he either like if we're thinking he either has a five. Or a combo draw. Right, right. that's it. Basic, or some random high cards that aren't going to give me any action anyway. Which I think is the... I, I would think is pretty much always the case here. He, do you think he ever has like a boat? Like what boats could he have? He like could have three? pocket threes. He could have five three suited. Depending on, you know, mm -hmm. which there's two combo Or there's one combo of. So he has four boats, I would say, in his range. I don't think anyone is really playing 10-5. Um, Probably not like... From like first to act, yeah, and there's one other combo with that, so we could pretty much just discount it anyway. Suited, yeah. right? So he's just got pocket. He's got like four boats, so and he's just got like a, a a bajillion fives, I would think. Yeah, he probably has like queen five suited, jack five suited, probably like a not, lot of maybe all the five like six, six five suited. Yeah, That's you can have like all the six five or five four, depending on how like. Yeah. And he can have, and, and like we said, he does have a good amount of combo draws. So I do think we're ahead often enough. I mean, he could have like all the ace fives too, which is a little bit problematic, but. Yeah, he probably has like, he could have like literally six, like not 16, but uh, four. eight combos of ace five. There's a, well, we have a five. Or, or four, four, I'm sorry. Yeah, four combos of ace five, which isn't. So know, I think bad. it's, I think it's close, but I don't, I min clicking it is just a little, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I try to stay away from that a lot unless I'm going like super exploitative and I know that a guy is just like never, you know, you know, there are some guys that you just know are not going to give you action unless you raise super small. So you just exploit you the hell out just, of like, them. You're just like fairly nitty. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've tried to employ the min click strategy because like this is something Bart Hansen talks about sometimes where like if you would just like if you would slow play, then instead like min click it because live players aren't going to like feel the difference but in my experience they a lot of people will, will just fold to a min click anyway or if they were going to call a min click they would also call a jam so right um or a normal size raise so yeah it's interesting like just ripping it in here like is he ever gonna fold a five no he's never ever gonna fold a five right probably not and then like is he ever gonna fold a sick combo draw like an ace of diamonds. I mean, he so should, far. right? But he's probably he not should, going to. should, but like, to. players, when they have a straight flush draw, are like, you know, they lose their minds usually. So. Like, you know, there's a high hand promo one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The steel wheel bonus. Plus, they have a steel wheel bonus. So. Yeah. For $100. So, if you hit a steel wheel. Okay. Well, I think you're probably right that jamming is, um, like, as an exploit, again, is just like 
people aren't going to fold to right. him with the range we kind of have assigned him, even though he probably, like, should fold some hands. Like, he should definitely fold his combo draws, but he probably will not. I mean, I even think jamming, like, could be balanced here. Like, we could balance it out with, like, we have all the 6-4 in our range, like, uh, every single combo of it, because we are the straddle. Um, and so we also have, like, a lot of, like, ace-deuce-type hands. So I, I think we could probably, and, like, 6-4 is a great combo to bluff with, especially, like, especially the ones that block, like, the 6-5 and the 4-5 suited. So I, I do think we could be balanced by doing this if we so desired. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Um... Well, I mean, but I guess I don't know that I would want to do it just because, like, I think his range is really mostly hands. Like, I think what we've kind of established here is his range mostly consists of hands that just won't fold. Right. And that's right. And that's reasonable, too. It, like, I'm just saying if we wanted to, if we were in a situation similar to this where we our villain maybe had a more more to their range, then mm -hmm. we could make, um, you know, make this a balanced play. But as is, if we think our villain's just never folding, then we should just rip it here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but I don't. I I, I clicked it back. So you made it one sixty, one sixty five. Okay. And he calls. So that adds three thirty to the pot. And now there's two hundred. So there's two hundred behind and like three sixty in the pot. That's right. Yeah. Okay. The river is pretty much a blank. It's the queen of hearts. Um. So unless he had like queen five suited, which I'm not even sure There's is no longer awesome. no There's longer a combo of queen five suited. Yeah, so he really is a blank. Yep. Um, so I wasn't sure what to do here because, of course, you know all the draws brick. So if he has a busted draw, you know he's not going to call it jam. And if he has a five, I'm assuming he's going to jam himself if I were to check to him. I don't know. Do you think that that is I think valid? most of the time, especially if he's like fairly, if he's reasonably aggressive, which it sounds like he is like not, not a lag, but you know, not the type of player who's checking back a five on the river because they're scared of going broke. Right. Yeah, definitely. That would not describe him. I mean, he might do something weird like bet only a hundred or whatever. In which case, I guess we just call would call. No, I think you're, I think you probably rip it there, because of like reverse pot odds, right? It's like a thing where if you rip it, he just has to call with like everything. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You know, yeah, like yeah, if okay. he made a queen with like ace queen of diamonds or something, he just can't can't fold. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. So. Yeah, I think the right move here is probably to check. As played, I think I'm supposed to just check because I, I don't, like, you're not, I guess check calling the river in low stakes is almost always a mistake. But this just, because usually people don't value bet thin enough. But again, we've sort of focused his range into really just hands that will value bet or hands that will not call a bet. That's it. Right. Like, so even if, know. even if, and so that means like, even if he's not bluffing that much, we're still going to make more by check calling here. I think so, because obvi and obviously we're never in check fold, so, you know, if he has ace-five, you know, fine. Right. Get my money. But, yeah, so I think checking here is really the play. I think this was probably my biggest mistake on the stream, where I actually did shove all in here, and I really think that I should not have done I think I should have either shoved turn. I think shoving turn, really, you've convinced me, is, is kind of the best play here, but the way I played it, I really think checking river is... is Absolutely what I should do. I did jam, and he snap-folded uh, four deuce of diamonds. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think either way, um, either shoving turn or ch checking river with the intention of check calling makes sense. Um, I mean, I think the shove like will still get us paid sometime, so I'd still. Oh yeah, I mean, if he has a five. Yeah, like call. it's definitely plus EV to to shove also, but I I think it probably works out better to check. Yeah, very rarely is it true that in low stakes live poker you should check call, but I, I think this is just one of those spots. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting when live players, you know, when live players tell you what their hand is, like believe them, right? No, what? Like oh, you when, mean when their oh, actions? How they play? Yeah, when their actions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah someone, I was gonna say no. I never believe anything anyone says about their hands. No, if if someone like if the way someone plays just tells you what they have. Um, yeah, absolutely. No. I, yeah, I think I, uh, I think I made a, a blunder in real time uh, here, a couple blunders perhaps. But yeah, I need to just start check shoving these spots more often for sure. So yeah, it's always it. so awkward with the stack sizes. Like, but this is a mistake that I've made many times on this podcast so far. So for our viewers keeping track, yes, I, I am just like that bad at learning how to be put up the tally for. mark. Yeah, it's probably like the fourth hand I've brought on where you were like, you really should have check shoved turn. I was like, yeah, you're right. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I will say I check shove, you know, with those stack sizes reasonably often. And most of the time people just fold like, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. Um, All right. Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. So this is from uh, my usual 1-3 Encore Boston Harbor game. This is a game I played last night. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Had a good table. Um, things were things were good the straddle was on occasionally there were some blind raises going on occasionally um so it, there were a couple players who were pretty who were pretty nitty who i'd played with before and knew were kind of tight but you know there were plenty of action players as well so it kind of balanced out nicely uh the effective stack in this hand is going to be 375 so playing just a touch over <clears throat> 100 big blinds um and in this hand, uh, I am in the big blind, and UTG plus one is going to raise to ten. Uh, okay. The is a small raise for this game, right? Yeah, and it is. I mean, it is. It definitely is player dependent. Like I have seen people who always raise to ten or eleven. Uh, Why do people raise to eleven? Oh, you know, craps players. Uh, so, you know, I have seen plenty of people who do that, but in general, yes, the standard open is typically 15, if not larger. Like, some people just sometimes just vomit preflop with what I assume are strong hands, but are not always. Well, it's funny you say that. There's a guy in the stream who is consistently opening over in straddled and unstraddled pots to between $30 and $40. When I looked back at the stream, he was he did not have premium hands. That was just his open size. I was yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah. So, you know... Uh, anyway, so there's a raise to 10. The cutoff calls, and the cutoff's going to be the main villain in this hand. Um, she, I'd played with her for uh, an hour or two at this point, and she was, like, very, very loose and very, very sticky. Like, she did okay. not like to fold. I saw her, like, make hero calls at showdown with, like, third pair, like, second pair, bad kicker, all sorts of stuff in big pots. So I was, like, you know, had this in mind throughout the hand that she was okay. definitely call happy. Uh, the small blind calls... Uh, I am in the big blind with 10-9 offsuit, and I complete. Seems fine. <clears throat> I will note, though, you can fold this hand. Like, as nitty as it sounds, um, it's really... I, I might fold this hand, to be honest with you. Like, because you have really bad 
reverse implied odds in a multi-way spot here. And you're not, you don't really have like a hand that can make a strong hand like most of the time. Like you're gonna end up with like bad top pairs a lot. Um, this hand is pretty, like it's just a hand that's pretty easily dominated. So I, you, you could consider folding this hand here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely do like understand that. And I, you know, have definitely folded this hand in plenty of situ, you know, in, in lots of situations. I kind of think that you know, I can, I, I feel that I will be able to get away from making like a bad top pair, mm-hmm. you know, which does help the reverse implied odds. Like, I don't think people are going to be like just bombing it with nothing, especially at this table. Like, I do feel like I can make a fold if I make a top pair and someone shows a lot of aggression. Um, and, you know, I'm getting a really good, I mean, I have to call seven to win like 40. Sure. It's like, you know, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I could fold it. I just decided to call. No, that's fair. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, definitely true. And of course, you can, you know, it, it has a little bit less reverse implied odds than some other hands because you know if you make a straight, you're usually gonna have the not straight, except for uh, like if the flop is if it comes king queen jack and someone has ace ten. Right. So yeah, fair enough. So just 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 a thought. Yeah, reasonable, and I think it's reasonable. I mean, I'm happy happy to fold it as well. Um. Well, the flop is going to come pretty good for us. Uh, It's the king of clubs, jack of diamonds, seven of spades. So we've got 10-9 offsuit. We we flop a double gutter. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice to flop a draw. Yeah. I'm I'm still going to keep checking, uh, you know, check and flow. Uh, Well, of course. I mean, you certainly aren't going to be leading out into the pre-flop aggressor on a double Broadway board. And it checks to the cutoff, who is the main villain, who again is the sort of loose, very sticky player, and also has shown some aggression at times. Uh, It checks to her, and she bets 15. Okay. Which is a small bet. Yeah. So this is... This is interesting. I mean, uh... Given your read on this player, I suspect you weren't planning to check-raise the spot. Well, I actually was planning on check raising the spot, uh-huh. um, just because there are two other players behind me, and I think like I might be in kind of not, you know, I, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about like hitting different cards if I call and, like two people. Like if I call, two people call behind me, and the turn comes like a queen, I'm gonna feel like pretty good. But like someone could feel priced in with like an ace ten type hand. Whereas if I raise here, like that does kind of help, does make my draw stronger. I think. Mm. Yeah, it gets rid of any reverse implied odds, certainly. Right. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, this this is here, and this is the problem with playing these hands. But like, where you have to start worrying about reverse implied odds. I don't really know if you're deep enough to care about straight over straight. Right. Though, to be fair, so I, I guess like, I would normally check raise the spot. I'll tell you what, I would normally check raise the spot because typically when someone, when the preflop aggressor checks and someone bets in the field, it's almost, it's so commonly not a strong hand. Right. Um, that's something I think that's a, that's another Bart Hansen classic, but I think it's true. It's been, I, in my experience, I always attack the spot and it almost always works. Especially with a, with a small bet. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, but Given your read on this player as being incredibly sticky, though, I don't know that I want to check race just for that reason. Yeah, I mean that's actually that's probably reasonable. I wasn't even, you know, I was I was more bringing this hand up for the later streets, but I think that that's a very a good thought that like you know maybe we just shouldn't because like I don't think we really ever want to triple barrel this player is really what like what I'm thinking also is like I don't think ever you know if we were to check raise the spot 
like bomb the turn and get called in both spots, I don't think we are ever going to get a fold on the river. Right, but here's the other thing too. Like if you just call, like again, given your read on this player, if you just call and then you hit your draw, you could get your stack. Right, so, I mean, that's true. So maybe we do have the actual implied odds to call. Right, I mean, c because you know she will, like right. it's not going to be uh, hard to get stacks in because you know she'll just call a giant bet. So, right. You know, you're not like even. There's not even a point in like semi bluffing here, where if you, you're trying to build the pot, so if you get there, you get a big payoff. You don't need to versus a, a, a calling station. So. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that has a lot of merit. Um, well, anyway, I check race here. Yeah. Uh, the small blind, the small blind folds, and I make it um, 45, which is basically a third pot because okay. super multi-way. I just think I don't need to bet big to get the original razor out, um, and then you know. Can evaluate that. Okay, but I I agree that I think I think you've you've definitely convinced me that just calling makes a lot more sense in these spots. Yeah. Despite what people say, in in my history in low stakes live poker, I'm actually not used to playing against like calling stations. Yeah, I I don't really understand like the notion that live players are calling stations. It's like no, they're not. Like they're like live players. The average live player is weak tight. I would call right, and the, the term that I would use to describe them is scared money. Sure, the yeah, average right. It's the same concept. They don't want to s stick their stack in. Right. So, like, I've you should identify calling stations, and you should try to identify them before you lose a lot of money to them. But like, when there is one at the table, like I always try to exploit the hell out of them because right. it is so. Like, you just you never bluff them. Never, just never bluff them. And then when you make a big hand, they're just going to give you their stack. It's great. Like having yeah. a conversation at the table is great. And I, I really just think I haven't played against them enough. And I was not thinking about, you know, exploiting her properly because I was just yeah. like, oh, well, I'm just going to like build the pot and then get paid. But really, yeah. I don't need to build the pot because I'll get paid anyway, which I think is a really good point. Yeah, I, I think the first time I ever did this, like I tried to bluff a guy. I think I bluffed him like two or three times before I realized he just literally never folds. <laughs> And then I just didn't play a single pot with him for like two hours. And then I picked up some random strong hand and just like over bet three streets. And he called me down with like bottom pair. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it, it is such a funny thing where, you know, I, we see the same things online. They're like, ah, never try and bluff live players. They all just press the call button. But yeah, I mean, I hope that you all are playing in places where that is true. Yeah, because I'm so. sure you make bank. Yeah, it sounds like an easy way to make money. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So you raise and she calls. And she's the only one who calls. Yeah. So okay. it is heads up at this point. Um, 130 in the pot, 320 behind. And the turn comes a brick. It is the four of hearts, which completes the rainbow. Okay. That is a total brick. Um, and what are you thinking at this time? Well, in game, I'm thinking I should just like bet, try and set up a river shove. Um, you know, maybe make a large bet here. I think I probably should have just gone geometric, um, but I think I, I think I ultimately settled on sort of a larger bet. Just to again, I mean, again, I don't know why. Like thinking about it now, I'm like, yeah, why am I trying to get her to fold? It's not a good idea. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's sort of interesting. Like a lot of times, what you're gonna do here is like check fold. Right. I mean, let's let's think about this. Like there's a, there's one thirty in the pot, and you have how much behind? You have three twenty like, behind. Yeah, yeah. So Two you're not gonna hours. at this point, you know. I mean, honestly, if it goes check check and you bink river, if you shove, might she call? May I mean definitely if she has a king, right? So 
Why yeah. bet? Yeah. And if and like, look, you can bet fold here. That's fine. Or but if it goes, if, sorry, you can check fold here. But if it goes check check, like great, you get a free card. And, right. And if she bets like some some ridiculously small amount and gives you four to one, you can also check call. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, I, it's just so not used to it. Like, you know, because it de definitely can think that way. Like, oh, she bet super small. I called, hit my draw, and donk jam river. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <She's> right? <safe. laughs> There's no reason to play, you know, balanced or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, but I don't really like a bet here. Well, I bet 105. <laughs> okay. I mean,. You know, we can step back for a bit and say you didn't know anything about this player. Like, do you have a good candidate uh, for this? I think I would. So, I think I would rather have um, Queen Ten. Queen Ten's a good one. Well, I, I would rather have Queen Ten because we block more strong kings. Um, obviously, you don't have any flush draws here, so you do need like some more stuff. I mean. I might even like to have like uh, a seven here, like bottom pair type of bluffs where um, then, you're blocking sets as well. I don't know that I like 10-9 specifically as a double barrel here. Like you, you have to give up some of your flop check raises and this might be a good candidate just because it doesn't really have any good blocking properties. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I definitely knew, I, I think that in a vacuum this is a good hand to give up river. Because it pretty much blocks like the call call folds like ten like if she has ten nine you know if, if the villain had ten nine queen ten jack ten yeah. jack nine you know you definitely those are the hands that you kind of want them to have when you barrel so a hand like seven eight or something is a much better triple barrel candidate because you kind of keep they have just all those hands agreed yeah I, I would definitely prefer to use like a seven x type of hand as a triple barrel but. Um, but yeah, yeah, to your I point, we... is, I don't think this is a criminal double barrel like in a vacuum. It's fine. I would just say I wouldn't do it all the time. You yeah. have better candidates. Yeah. Well, she calls. Uh, oh wow, crazy. Somewhat, right, so we'll somewhat predictably. <laughs> um, okay. And the river comes. Wait, what's, what's the pot now? So the pot's now three forty. She's got about two fifteen behind. Uh, and the river is the uh, the brick of all bricks. It's an offsuit deuce. Okay. Um. Yeah, so give up. So I check. I do. I do give because I did realize even in game I was like, you know, I went my exploitation went far enough to think ah I can't triple barrel this person. Yeah, good thinking. Okay. Okay. Well, she she snap checks it back and wins with queen ten. Queen ten. Yeah. Ew, so you got beat by queen high. I did. Man. Yeah. That sucks. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Queen-10, I don't know, that makes me be like, oh, maybe we should have bet this hand, but no, I mean, that's very results-oriented. I think this is a pretty crappy triple-barrel candidate, even in a vacuum. And right, I, I agree. I think, I, I think I'd like to have a 7, because also, like, if, they, if she is super loose, like, 7x blocks, like, a lot of good hands. Like, she could definitely have King-7, Jack-7, those types yeah. of hands, so, and Pocket-7s, of course, so it is nice to... to that's a much better triple barrel. I agree, but I think I think just calling flop and like playing it much slower as yeah, you know while not having the hand just makes so much more sense. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I mean that's that's sort of the thing. Yeah, it's sort of a bummer that like you lose to Queen High, but I know because I was kind of thinking like, wow, like should I just have bombed River even though she's a station? Probably not, but man, it's a good podcast hand. Yeah, but no, rather than bombing River, it's like we're really taking the opposite approach of dude, like just 
it's chill. Yeah, definitely. Bet when you have it and check when you don't. It's it's nice. For, it's nice to do that with these these villains that let you. So well, we've got a nice punty episode ongoing. I hope you'll continue it. Well, I have a hand that this was like just one of the weirdest hands I played, and I okay. I don't really know like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this as much of a punch type of hand, but just being like, I had no idea what was going on in this hand. So maybe you could, maybe you would have, maybe you could have. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to try. I will say like live reading and stuff has not been my strong suit. Although I feel like I'm getting better. It's one fair, of my, fair. one of my things I'm working on this, this year, hope, hoping to work on this year is, you know, really, really doing proper live exploits based on some of our experience. And this is a good start, learning how to not bluff calling stations. Yeah, don't bluff calling stations. That's a, that's a classic one. Very Check. esoteric. But. Um, okay, so uh, this is, a again, a 2-2 game. This is from a couple weeks ago. We're 700 effective in this hand. Um, and I said, I just wrote many limps here. I don't remember exactly how many. But and like is, is there the a eight, straddle on in this hand? No, this is just straight 2-2, 700 effective, so we're pretty deep. Many uh, limps. Many limps. There were lots. So I made it 20 on the button um, with black nines. Yep. I think I'm probably doing this with eights and above and over-limping sevens and below. Seems fine, yeah. No qualms with that. But yeah, I, I uh, definitely... not Pocket nines is my favorite hand, uh, for those who don't know. I love this hand. Swap many a set with it. So happy to uh, raise it up here. And we get called by the Lojack, who is sort of a fine player. And the Cutoff, who uh, I would call him Mr. Any2. Um, so. Okay. And. So you think we maybe got like 70 in the pot from the many lumps? Yeah, plus that's about lumps? right. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. And so nothing too exciting so far. And the flop rolls off six of clubs, five of clubs, deuce of diamonds. Okay. So a low connected board, probably not the sort of board we want to bet all that often. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I agree. We probably don't want to. I mean, we definitely don't want to bet all our hands here. Um, yeah. We probably want to bet a reasonable volume. You know, we can check back, like, certainly a lot of these high type cans as give ups we can check back some over pairs but you know probably don't want to check back the specific hand i agree i think we could use some protection and we also i mean we certainly can have the best hand here so oh yeah it is a it is a little annoying with hands like pocket nines and below is that when you flop an over pair the board tends to be connected yeah right isn't that funny there must be some kind of math behind that um so i think probably if I were to bet here, I think I would really want to use, since that's not, maybe I want to use more of a half pot sizing, or do you think one third is better? I'd probably go half pot, because I'd probably go bigger. I'd probably go like two thirds-ish, or three quarters if I bet, if it was heads up. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I did bet 20, and I think that was a mistake. In so villains check, hero bets, 20. Yeah, and I think I think that was an error. I think I should have gone sized up a bit. But anyway, we, we get called by both. Ah, that's... I mean that's you know we can definitely still have the best hand, but we're not Absolutely. we're not in love with that. No, and, and that's the thing. Like with this sort of board, we 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 could be like very behind, but we actually we absolutely can have the best hand. Um, especially again, the uh, cutoff here Mr. really can have any two, and so, also tends to continue on flops. So so you so he could have like oh two overguards. Absolutely. 
Okay. Um, I mean, and that's another helpful thing of like betting a little bit bigger is just kind of extracting the value while we're pretty sure we have the best hand. There are definitely a lot of cards we don't want to see roll off. Yeah, 100%. So the turn comes the 10 of hearts, which is a relative brick, I thought, anyway. I think but that's pretty innocuous. Apparently, villains disagree because... Both of the, them? <laughs> um, the Lojack goes ahead and leads for 35. Okay. Pretty small. Yeah. And the cutoff calls. Wow. So at this point, I was... I was already, I was like, okay, I have no idea what's going on in this hand. Right. Um, so what you should do is you should min-click to see where you're at. Ah. <laughs> that's right. That's the bankroll burner's way. We always try to see where we're that's at. That's like the anti-bankroll burners. Yeah. yeah. Please don't try, please don't see, raise to see where you're at, everybody. Please don't do it. It's not good, it's not a good idea. Um, wow, this is an interesting spot. Man at your, at, what? This is a fascinating spot. I'm just looking at the board all of a sudden. Sorry, I stopped thinking about seeing where you're at because... No, I was just going to say, despite what the 55-year-old man at your table may tell you, you, you shouldn't do this. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know what to do. And probably when you don't know what to do, like the, the highest EV play is to just fold, I think, in a multi-way spot. But... I don't think I like folding here, though. I know. Because I, mean, well, I, I didn't. Obviously, I, we're talking about this, so obviously I didn't like folding either. But but I even thinking about it now, I don't think I like folding because I don't think either player is hitting this 10 all that often unless they have 10x of clubs. Mm -hmm. um, especially And especially Cutoff, as who, as you described him as Mr. Any2, is certainly continuing to call here with a 6. Um, you, you think? I mean, even on turns, because even players like that, I feel like on turns maybe do tend to, like, give up a bit more yes but if he has like a six or a five or even maybe a five right like i don't it and it depends so much on the player and like some i feel like people really like kind of make even people who i've seen individuals definitely do both where i don't know i don't know what they use to decide how they're feeling what reads <laughs> they get right but it's like if you see an overcard roll off and you formally a top pair like i feel like people do continue there at least for one more bet I mean, is there any merit to like putting in a to two raising like a not a min click but like a small raise for value because I wouldn't expect like it's such a small bet and then a flat call. Well, you don't think we're so you think we could raise and get called? I mean, it could be like a combo bet maybe like if someone's like some better hands might fold. I don't think some... we're getting a ten to fold, but I mm. just don't think that these guys. I don't think the cutoff should ever have a ten. I would say. The low, the low jack met. Like, I, I, I think that we could get called by worse and then just, like, check back almost all rivers. Interesting. And just, like, beat, like, all, like, 6x, pocket 8s, pocket 7s. But, like, what is, what is low jack doing this with? Like, what is a hand low jack is doing this with? That's why I was so lost. It was, like, like a, a club 10? Draw? Like, yeah, it could be a, a 10, but it could be a... I mean, people he could do be this trying to buy draws. a cheap river. He could be trying yeah. to buy a cheap river with a club draw. That's yeah, actually or a six. He could be betting with a six to see where he's at. Yeah, you're right. To be like, ah, did anyone hit this 10? I hope not. I'm going to handcuff them by betting a quarter pot. Yeah, yeah. So I okay. don't know. I, I don't think you... I don't even know if that's a good raise, but I'm just thinking, and I'm kind of thinking out loud, like, can we raise here? Can we raise for value here? To, because there are so many like draws and crappy one bare hands that I would expect the villains to have here. But like, and then just check back river. Yeah. Because like, I feel like we'd want to play like 
kings, queens, jacks as a raise here, and then probably continue on a lot of rivers. Right? Wouldn't you want to raise an overbear in if this situation? Get, if we get called in two spots, no. But if we get called in one spot... Maybe. Or check back. But I think, like, we do have... We do have a bunch of hands we can raise with here. Yeah. I don't really... I'm never a fan of, like, the trying to buy showdown by raising turn sort of play. But, um... Which is kind of what we're... You're describing here. But, um, I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay with just calling two. I just... You know, I think that... It's going to keep getting hairy if, like, you know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess there's no really appealing option. I just feel like we value own ourselves a lot when we raise, though, because, like, someone can have two pair here, and they're obviously not going to pull. But, like, they bet, the Lojack bet 35, and the cutoff is flat called twice. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just unlike, right? They, it is possible, right? People can take, people can just take small sizings because they don't realize the size of the pot, but even so, like, 35 is not a particularly large bet even for right. a low stakes game so i am kind of thinking about their bet sizing and like the cutoff just calling twice and thinking you know this is not this doesn't scream like we're beat here this might be one of those like solvery type plays where it's like this hand like raising nines here folds out some better hands like well but it really doesn't though so no i think we're it, just i think it's just a value i mean it's kind of like the raise you told me to make you know you, you brought up a couple episodes ago with, like, eights on, like, King 4-3, where it's like, yeah, our mm -hmm. opponents have a lot of better hands, but also, you know, finding these thin value raises is nice. And, like, especially, yeah. especially here, where I just feel, based on bet sizing, they don't have super strong hands most no, of the time. You're right. There is a sizing tell here where it's just so unlikely they're strong, but... If I don't even know what if, weak hands they have. Like, that's the thing. There's not even a lot of weak hands that make sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's 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 fair. But, you know, like, if, if Lojack bet, like, 60 or more and cut off called, then I'd be happy oh. to, like, fold. Snap fold. <laughs> no, no, yeah, absolutely. It's just the sizing year is so bizarre. So, I don't I do think raising year, like, to, like, what, you're talking, like, 100? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, that maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, 110, like, a third pot. Yeah. Small. And then... We get called in one spot, and we kind of evaluate rivers. We probably check your eye. I mean, it's it's probably too thin to go for value on most rivers. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Well, you mean like there's hands that will call a raise here, but won't call a river, but like a six? You like think a, a six, six might, yeah, or like seven, eight, clubs, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. You think, you think a six will call if we raise here? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Pocket sevens or pocket eights can definitely. Yeah, we could be cool. We could cooler sevens or eights. That'd be pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, anyway, I did just call, but I felt very weird about the whole situation. Yeah, I kind of think none of the three options are all that appealing. I, I do agree with you. Like, I don't know that raising is right, but I I feel like I would probably raise here a fair amount just because I, I think we can. I don't know. I feel like we can definitely get some value. Yeah. Do you think folding is like too nitty? I think folding is too nitty. Okay. Unless you think Lojack is, like, never slowing down. I have no idea. Because, like, you know, there are some players who you know when they bet the turn, they're just always going to bet River, and then, yeah, of course they can fold. I didn't really see that from this I mean, it's true, too. How many players do you see like that? So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we call. We call. So, um, in the, yeah, the, the River is like a total, total brick. 
I think it was. How many total bricks are there? I mean, it was like a king. I'm pretty oh. sure. I didn't. I just wrote brick, but I'm pretty sure it was like a king. So. And not a club, but the king. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Okay, because this is like a thing, right? Where. Then this is kind of like because there are so many overcards that like can roll off that like now if somebody bets like I feel like we just have to fold with like third pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I mean, if I we don't... raise the if we raise the turn, we do kind of you know give ourselves position and give us a, a a better chance to evaluate. But like now we have like no idea. Like because it was such a small bet and a call, like I I don't know. Like does Lojack ever have like King Deuce King Five? Maybe. Who knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the low jack now checks. So there okay. you go. He's not relentless. And the cutoff now bets 60. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, I, yeah, he, so he bet, so the final board now, it's, uh, six of clubs, five of clubs, deuce of diamonds, ten of hearts, king of hearts, let's say. Or diamonds. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just a total brick here. And then, so Loshak checks the river. Got off bet 60 into, um, where are we at now? 240. At, yeah, 240. So, yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. But I just, at this point, I was like, you know what? I'm folding. I, I think can't. I think a fold is in order. I think that's a good discipline fold. Because I might get curious and call, and I think that's probably losing money in the long run. I Especially no. in the middle. Yeah. Maybe heads up, heads up, I might... Maybe. So yeah, I mean, just heads just heads up, we're getting such a good price. It's like, man. Right. Like, sure. if, like if like if the last street, the low jack had checked the cutoff bet thirty five. We called the low jack folded, and then the 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 cutoff, you know, continued for a quarter pot on the river. Probably just shrug call. Yeah. Exactly. But okay, so we do fold, and the low jack snap calls. Okay. And we see the low jack has jack jack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the cutoff, Mr. Any2 has 3-4 offsuit for the flop straight. Wow. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's live poker at its finest, right? It's just like, it's just like, it, this is one of those classic showdowns that you look at as, a, as a, like an aggressive player. And you're like, wow, there is $600 left that sh should be in the pot. Like, it should be absolutely, like, where is the rest of this pot? Right. It's like, I see people get set over set and not get stacks. Yeah. I've seen that multiple times. And I'm like, how did this happen? Why? Like. But also, just to be clear, Lojack limp called with pocket jacks pre-flop. Yes. And then donked turn super small. Yes. Like, what? I don't understand. And then cut off. It's worth noting. Called flop. Called turn. And then... Bet tiny on the river. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, right, just by flopping the nuts. Yeah. And maintaining the nuts. So you did, I mean, you did save yourself money. Yeah, if I had raised, I would have, I was in last place. It's yeah. interesting, I think probably if I raise, like, low jack folds jacks, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, jams. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but, right, but, like. How does this dude bet sixty dollars or three four offsuit with with the nuts here? Is like bewildering to me. The most disguised nuts ever. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that was a hand. That was the strangest hand of poker I've played in a long time. Wow. Okay, well I've got another bizarre one where I think you can you can roast my decision when we get to you can roast my decisions throughout. 
Okay. The first two I'm streets, sure. I have no. I think you'll have no problem with. I'll I'll say that. You think? Well, you thought I was going to be okay with your flop bet. You're like, after you were like, so I, so I tried to bluff this calling station. <laughs> yeah, touche, touche. But I do think that this is much more uh, much more reasonable. The first two streets. Yeah. Okay. And only the first two streets. Um. Okay, we're still playing one three uh, at Encore. It's the same table from last night. Um, we are five oh five effective. Um, okay. and still a nice table, uh, having some fun, uh, in a rare moment of, uh, tightness, it folds to me and the low jack. No way. And I have ace queen of hearts and I open to 15. Okay. And what did you say the effective stack was here? 505. 505. Okay. And, uh, as is so often the case, when we open from the low jack, we get three callers, the button and both blinds. Button and both blinds. All right. And we've got okay. ace, queen of hearts. Uh, so we're going four ways here. There's now like 60 in the pot, 490 behind. This is fine. This is a fine hand to take multi-way, I think. Yeah, I think so. We're, I mean, yeah. We just gotta, we, we gotta play with a little caution, depending. Yeah, it's never that fun to be in the middle, but it, this, it could be worse. So. Well, the flop is, is pretty unfavorable. Uh, it's 10, 8, 6, rainbow, 10 of hearts, 8 of diamonds, 6 of spades. So we've got two overs, and we do have a backdoor flush draw, and a backdoor straight draw, but like a really bad backdoor straight draw. <laughs> uh, so okay. it checks to me, and I just decide to check this on Agreed. over. I think this is an easy check. Yeah, I mean, and, you're not you're not going to be betting this board that much, and yeah. like you actually have a decent candidate to check call if the action isn't crazy. Yeah, absolutely, because like yeah. we do have a lot of backdoor equity. Our our top pair outs are going to be live a decent percentage of the time, uh, but it, it does just check all the way through. Cool. Uh, so again, we're against the button in both blinds. So two people checked to me and one person checked checked behind. This is going to be relevant. Like I said, anyway. Like I said, first two streets, no problem, right? Yeah, no problem so far. So the turn is now going to come uh, a really interesting card. It's the Six of Hearts. So we pair the bottom card and introduce... Uh, you have the Nut Flush draw now. I've got the Nut Flush draw. The bottom card is paired. And the small blind bet's 25. And the big blind folds. 60. Yep. Okay. Yeah, this is already kind of... I don't know. I think this is sort of an interesting spot. You could raise yeah. here. Certainly, you could call. Yeah. I think both are reasonable. Certainly can't fold. Um, yep, I, I agree. I'm trying to think what I would do. Uh, I mean, I would likely raise here, I think. I, I decide to just call here. I mean, I, I kind of thought about it for a while, and I think I, I think just, I mean, I, I think both are probably fine, but, like, I'd rather call with, like, ace-queen, ace-king of hearts type hands. And No, actually, you're right. And, and thinking about this more also... You don't have that many strong hands here as played, so it doesn't make your raising doesn't make a ton of sense. Right? Like, would I raise over pairs here? Sometimes. You probably could raise jacks. Yeah. Which you might check on the flop. Yeah. Would you check jacks? I don't know. Jacks is probably a hand that I want to bet a decent amount. So what? What over pairs would you check on the flop, if any? Maybe you wouldn't check any, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'd check. I mean, you know, again, maybe I'd check like aces, but maybe not. I might check it. I'd pro I probably would do a lot. I mean, I'd probably check some amount of the time with, like, aces, kings, queens, four ways. Ten, eight, six. Would probably do a fair amount of checking. Might and, and Would probably try to mix, but I'm not, you know, mixing is hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think if you have some overpairs here, then I think you would probably raise most of those hands. 
Um, so you do need some buffs. That being said, like you actually, your, your point you were making, like this isn't a great candidate. Right. Like I'd rather raise like a suited wheel ace of hearts. Um, I mean, I, I don't think we have many like combo draws because I think we would probably we'd probably bet like queen jack of hearts on the flop. It's probably like a pretty jack good. Nine of hearts. Yeah. yeah, those are probably pretty good candidates to be betting on the flop. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think we need all that many raises, and I definitely rather do it with sort of the low suited aces or a hand like a seven of hearts. Um, it's kind of a that that's like like a or even a seven no heart with plans to barrel river. Yeah, a seven no heart or ace nine maybe. So I, I I'm pretty happy to just call here. It's probably fine to raise too, but I, I don't no, want to be I like coughing. I like call. I'm pretty persuaded of that. Okay, so you call, and then. The big blind raises to, or the button raises to 100. Hmm. And the small blind tanks for a while and folds. I mean, this line for button doesn't really make any sense. Right. And that's, that's kind of what, I, that is exactly what I was thinking in game, is button here can have a six, but, like, not that many sixes. Like, you know, he's, he's probably playing suited sixes. You know, it's like maybe he's got seven six suited. 6-5 suited, maybe a 6 suited. Um, maybe he, the only other value hand I think it makes sense for him to have is 7-9. Where he's slow played. Where he's slow played, but into 4 play. Because it is a rainbow board, you could see that slow played. But I don't think he'll ever, and I don't think he should, I don't think he's ever playing a 10 this way. Like in the same way that we kind of talked about last hand, is I don't, I don't really see Villain making this play with just top pair. Right, right, I agree. So, it's interesting, like... One thing I wonder is, are you ahead of his bluffs? Which I think... I mean, I think we are. A lot of... I mean, I think we were ahead of, like, a bunch of... Like, some worse flush draws. Because there aren't sure. that many, though. There aren't that many yeah. flush draws. King Jack of Hearts, Jack Nine of Hearts. And I mean, then there's, like, Nine Eight, Eight Seven, which which are paired up. And maybe, like, Five Four. I mean, I think we are probably ahead of his bluff, so we, we could just call here. But I, I guess I'm wondering about three betting to try to get money from a worse flush draw. Yeah, I, I don't. But like, I, I don't know if he has enough worse flush draws. Like, if we if we count if we count combos, like he definitely has two combos of seven six suited, two combos of six five suited, maybe like one of seven nine. Just to say, he's probably betting it off a lot. And then there's only like. Like we said, there's only like King Jack, King Nine, Jack Nine, Five Four, which is like what four worse flush draws. So I think that yeah. we're not ahead. Like I think that he has more hands that beat us than that we beat. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm just sort of exploring this, but you're probably right. Like, so you think to just like check or not check all, but bet call here or call call, call. double flat. Yeah, Ooh, I know. I know. Uh, it's interesting. I, I don't really think, I, I wasn't even thinking, I was thinking like, oh, it's a bet three bet, but it wouldn't even be. It would be like a call and then back raise, which is, it's pretty nutted usually. But Yeah, but, um, what, but what nutted hands do like I checked flop? You really like tens. But I would probably bet tens. With only, like I, I would check tens out of position to, mul to multiple players, but I'd probably bet tens in position to multiple players. But he doesn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's true, but that's just what I'm saying. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're you're right. I mean, it it is interesting. We we could raise here, right? But I think that the, his line is is just really weird. Like he doesn't like the strongest he can be here is a six. He can definitely never have a vote. Uh, 
and probably doesn't have many straights, to your point. Yeah. I mean, if we just call here, the pot's going to be... What is it? It'll be... 240 or 260. 285 and we'll have 390 behind we just call yeah um i guess one thing i wonder is like so if we if we were to jam here it's it's an over bet it's actually not, pretty similar to your king five yeah. hand. but i guess like if we jam here is he ever gonna fold a six i wonder i don't think so why not I would be I would be surprised, right? Like a six is pretty nutted here. Yeah, I mean your line would look very strong. Yeah, but, but I still don't think he would, and especially because very strong to him might mean that I have like aces. Mm -hmm. You know, like he might see that and think, "Ah, this guy's got aces." Right, right, right. So that's so strong. He's got the, you know, and and it's interesting. But like, do I have to play like he has a six? Does he always have a six here, or does he have you know? Well, cause I that... feel like he almost. I feel like he mostly doesn't have a six. I feel like this is just random trash which is if it's like i feel like it's sort of like a this is much more likely to be a bluff in which case if it's a my question is like if it's a bluff is it better to simply call or raise i'd probably rather just call okay with this particular hand yeah i mean it's it's interesting if we had like king queen of hearts maybe we'd want to raise here raise but then he's gonna call though so and then we lose the river well but he might i mean if we jam if we jam, right? If, if our raise size is jam, which maybe it is. Call, people call will like to call off with a nut flush draw. So I, I actually yeah. don't think Jimmy. I think. But does he want to call off? Would he call off with the worst flush draw? Right. I mean, if you if you had like ace five of hearts here or ace four of hearts, right? You know, well, that's maybe the... it's better to jam because you do lose to some bluffs, maybe two. Well, I, I was gonna say if we have like Ace Four of Hearts, I like I do like jamming, but also because it like means that he has a lot more bluff combos in his range. Because like us having two Broadway cards means they're just there's only like three combos of high flush draws with the ten being a heart as well. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. we had like Ace Four of Hearts, it'd be King, you know, King Queen Jack and Nine. There'd be a lot more combos there. Yeah, I mean, if we just call here, are we ever gonna lead the river? Like, if a heart comes, do we lead river? I don't, I mean, I don't know, right? If his range is like a six or, or like air, do we just check jam? But who, do we know he's going to value about a six on the heart? No, he I mean, we don't a lot know of people So won't. maybe we could, we could probably do some leading. Okay. Yeah, I just think we need to be cognizant of how we're going to play river. But I, I, I did want to explore this idea of like raising here, but I think ultimately it doesn't make any sense. So but I, I, I did have, and I did, I did try and have that in mind. I think you make a good point that, you know, we probably should do at least some amount of leading when we get there. Okay, so you just call. I just call. I'm not even. I'm not sure that's right. Like, I could definitely still see merit to raising here. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, this was again. This was another weird. sort of bizarre hand. Yeah, we've gone from punt to bizarre punt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a little. It would probably. It might be a little spewy to jam here, to be honest. So I, I think just calling is probably okay. Yeah, I mean, could I min click it? No, I don't think that accomplishes anything at all. Yeah. Well, that would be... I mean, we could definitely get value from, like... Like, a worse flush draw is always calling a min-click. Sure. So if we if our goal was to get value from worse flush draws, like, that that could accomplish that goal. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, now that you mention it, if we, like, min-click here and then check all yeah. rivers, 
that like basically check all rivers no matter what comes like and if it's if it's not a heart we check fold and if it is a heart we check jam or yeah. more likely just call check call a jam yeah um and then uh yeah that's kind of interesting and that also still looks nutted when we like flat and then raise small yeah interesting i mean <laughs> it's... but then again we could just be like i mean if he has trips and we we min click i mean we're just we're like torching. almost commit. We're probably. I don't even think we are committing ourselves though. Oh, if he, if he, like, if we made it two fifteen here Ripset? and he jammed, I think we do have like, yeah, which I could see, right? If he's got a, if he does have a six. Yeah, we just we definitely don't want to commit ourselves. So. Which and I they don't wouldn't, know. right? If we made it two fifteen, I don't. I think we'd still like we'd only have like fifteen percent equity against a six. So. I mean, yeah, I think it. I think honestly, calling here is probably the best thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, but it's you got me thinking that you know maybe I should have thought at least a little bit about doing something like a you know tried to th thought about how maybe I get value from Warstraw. Straw. Yeah. Well, okay. So the pots. So I do just call the pots two eighty five, and there's three ninety left. And the river is going to come an offsuit ten. Hmm. So the final board ten eight six six ten. The board is double paired. We had a heart. We have ace queen of hearts, which made a backdoor flush draw and then bricked it. Uh, and I think we are probably checking this a lot. Yeah, I don't really see any reason to bet this at all. Check and flow, and now villain bets one hundred. It's like a snap call. Well, okay. So this is where I started thinking. And this is, I, I, I oh, thought what? maybe I should. Oh, I do not like where this is going. <laughs> and then I thought if his range is super capped, like I feel like I can have like a lot of 10s here. My opponent can literally never have a 10. Can I just rip it at him? To accomplish what? Like, I mean, fold out like, I mean, if he does have a hand like 8-9 or 8-7 that he's just like frozen with, like we can fold that out. But he's not gonna bet a hundred on the river with that hand. You don't think so? No. What if he's got like? Do you think we can ever fold out a six? No. Because I think some villains live will fold like a six to a check jam. Absolutely. If you have that, that read on that player is very much so like a big folder, which is not that common of an archetype. Is mostly like older guy. Right. Uh, People who don't want to commit their stack, right? Yeah, yeah. I if he's like an older guy, but that's not the case here. I don't right. So. Um, I don't know. I think that is that is an exploitative play that you need to have evidence to make right. because otherwise, I think it's an absolute spew. Right. I think you can beat a lot of bluffs here, so why not? Like, just call. But like, I what, mean, what, what bluffs? Like, I don't think he has that many bluffs. I guess he doesn't need that many bluffs. Yeah, I mean. He doesn't really like. First of all, he's betting a hundred into three, two, almost three hundred, almost three hundred. So you need to be right here, uh, one out of five times, one out of four and a half times. Like he, you think he can't have just like some random trash? He's like making to trying to make a move with, like right. or even I if he's got those either. like heart draws. Yeah, bricked heart draws. I mean, not yeah, you block those, but he can also have bricked straight draws. But like, like what? What nine. bricks? Like you think he has like five seven? No, like Jack Nine. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's possible. Jack Nine, Queen Jack, right? 
Yeah, be. Queen Jack. He could. Um, I, it's it's he ambitious. Does, like, he doesn't need to, to have that. Right. Because right. like, I don't even like like this line makes no sense. Even with a six, why is he betting a hundred? Like, he right. Has a... Well, and that's why I kind of thought of jamming too. Is like I feel like he's never that strong. And like, yeah, I know. And maybe that does mean like if we jam here, we're probably over bluffing this spot. But like, I mean, you have like I wouldn't jam really any ace highs here because I don't know. Right. You just beat stuff. Right. I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't know, man. That seems like a spew. So it sounds like you did. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, maybe he has a six. But I, I kind of thought, and I've been thinking about this hand a lot after, and I was like, well, if I think he maybe has a six, like, it's probably a bad jam. Because I don't, like, I thought, ah, yes, I, I thought the exact same thing that you brought up, which is, like, players do fold, like, bottom boat here, but you probably should have that read on them that they're going to fold bottom boat. Like, would you fold bottom boat? I mean, depending on against the live population, quite possibly. I don't know. I mean, like most play, if if you bet this river and got jammed on by most live players, you're like dead. Yeah, it's true. And like my like, I guess this is what I was thinking. And I, I mean, again, feel free to lambast it, right? But I was thinking, like, I mean, this line just looks so nutted from me. But I don't think he's gonna fold a six anyway. Because most right. live players won't fold a six here because they'd be like, I have a full house. Yes, getting people to fold full houses is not it's not a good idea, right? Yeah. It's just generally does not happen. Yeah. Like So yeah, I would not jam here. I think we're getting great odds. You know, it's just like it's fine if we call here and lose. Like right. that's not the end of the world. Yeah. No, I th I think that I think that you make a great point. I think that's I definitely should have just called. Anyway, I, I did jam. I did jam because so, I was just like kind of thinking from a like, oh, you know, his line makes little sense. You know, even if he does have a six, maybe he'll fold it sometimes. Um, but I agree. I don't think that it makes a lot of sense. So should definitely a big spew. Um, and he pretty much snap calls with seven, six of diamonds. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird. I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm surprised he has a six to be to be clear, I think it's weird, but like he's not I don't folded. think it's that weird, right? Like he raised turn with when he made trips and yeah. and just but yeah, and then he like froze up on the river. Like I do think it makes sense, and I do think it's a punt from my end. Yeah. So this is like a this is a this is like rampage a ram punt. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, no disrespect to Rampage. He's awesome. Yeah. But this seems like the sort of play he would make. So. Yeah. Well, you know, he's doing quite well for himself. So. Yeah, he's a great poker player. So but, I'll take it. So that means it's a good play. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. Rampage is awesome. But definitely this is too, I think this is too ambitious. And yeah. I mean, you should... No, I agree. I think I came to the same conclusion when I was thinking about it after. It's like, you know, I really should actually get the read that it's a guy who is the type of guy who's going to say, ah, I'm not ready to go home and and muck mm -hmm. his six yeah and i have seen man those guys are out there i mean i saw a guy like just full like there was i was playing with this omc type one time but he was like an omc both pre and post flop which is not that common but he was and like just the folds this man would make like like there was like a random gut shot that got there on the river and he was like and he just fold like snap folds like top top face up and he's just like angrily muttering and I'm like <laughs> Meanwhile like nobody has even like bet or showed guards like Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, what is happening? So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well I, I think that's I think that's all I yeah. I, I basically came to the same conclusion and I'm you convinced me definitely you know, I wasn't even considering calling really, because I I thought his range was I, I don't know. 
But I, I guess I should have called, thinking that his range is like sixes or garbage. Yeah, if it's six or garbage, then definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but all right, well, that was interesting. Well, anyway, anyway, everybody, you've been listening to this podcast episode for over an hour, and you still haven't liked, commented, or subscribed. That's absolutely crazy. I cannot believe that. Yeah, you should do it. I mean, you've just listened to us punt aggressively for an hour and 15 minutes, and you haven't closed the video. I mean, Insane. that means you must like us enough to, to like, comment, and like, and subscribe, and, you know, leave a comment, and uh, tell feel free to tell us what how bad we are at poker. Please do. We always appreciate, uh, we always appreciate the negativity, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we, we need it to bring us crashing down once in a while. Definitely. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, and next week, uh, we'll have some fresh hands from, from Josh and I playing in person. Maybe, maybe even a duel. Maybe. Thanks, everyone. Good night.